Most times God is not interested in what you have achieved. But his greatest interest is how you behave when you achieve what you have achieved. Most times why God fights your achievements is because of how you behave or how you will behave when you have achieved what you have achieved or what you want to achieve. And in fact, when you read Daniel chapter 1, you discover that what he achieved, the Bible said that God gave him, the whole land of Israel was given to him as a gift. God said, since these people do not want to worship me, let me raise you up and make you to punish them for me. But the pride in him made God to start fighting him. The problem always comes when people get so excited with what they have achieved and forgot that the source of their achievement is God. So it's very, very important for you to understand that when God lifts you up, he's always checking out whether you will want to contest his position. Why God fights the proud is that proud people takes the place of God. Anytime somebody is proud, he makes God invisible and makes himself visible. This is the place I painted with my hands. This is the thing I built in my hands. With my whole hands I built this. So automatically, there is no God in that picture. It's only him alone. And God became offended because he will not share his glory with anyone. So one of the things that the devil does is that for everybody that you are a star, a glorious person, the more the devil sees you as a star, he will want to influence you and want you not to recognize God. There are very many celebrities that don't even go to church. There are very many that don't even believe in God. Why the devil attacks stars is that when you become a wonderful person, a celebrity, somebody that everybody is looking up to, the devil will try to attack you to make sure you don't live a righteous life so that you can lead very many people astray because very many people see you. So we found this great celebrity called Nebuchadnezzar, a man who can build Babylon, very wonderful place. Babylon became like a world power and he became a king. And had precedence under him but it got to a time that he started ignoring how powerful God has been he started ignoring the fact that the breath that he has was given to him by God so I'm telling you that there are no limits for greatness the limits for greatness are not just there you can be as great as who God wants you to be but the temptation of getting great is that the devil will infuse into your mind that you made it by yourself so as you're growing up, as you're becoming something in life, as God is raising you up, do not allow God to fight you. There are very many people that they are being fought by God. God says, I resist the proud. I give grace to the humble. Let me tell you something. Every of us is a celebrity. You are a celebrity in your own corner. Maybe a celebrity in your mother's house. Maybe you are the first person to get married. Humble yourself. Maybe the first person to go to university. Just humble yourself. Maybe the first person to pass Wayek. Just humble yourself. In any way you have had any achievements, it is calling you for more humility. In fact, the more things you achieve, the more humble you should become. Because the more you become a light, the more the devil chases after you. So God is calling us into humility. And the greatest part of humility is acknowledging Jesus as your Lord and Savior.
Daniel 4 from verse 28. And this came upon the king Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of 12 months, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. Something happened to him. Just one day, his whole life changed. Just one day. And the king spoke. This is what happened. His mouth put him into trouble. And the king spoke and said, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power? and for the honor of my majesty is this not lagos that i built you know the presidential candidate that built uh, lagos while the word was in the king's mouth while he was still speaking the one who built babylon became angry he didn't even finish the speech Wow. May your mouth not put you into trouble. Amen. Was anybody dragging with him whether he was the one who built or wasn't the one who built? Nobody was dragging with him. As he looked at across the city, he said, look at this great city of Babylon. By my own mighty power, I have built this beautiful city as my royal residence to display my majestic splendor. I just built this whole Babylon. Look at the Babylon I built. I just built this place to display my majestic splendor. While these words were still in his mouth, a voice called down from heaven, O King Nebuchadnezzar, this message is for you. Have you seen how things happen in heaven very quickly? Very fast. He is yet speaking, but they have entered a full meeting and they have Ask an angel to deliver the message. One second over here is like many days over there. One second. While he's still talking, he's like 10 years over there. They have already deliberated. Before he started speaking, out of the abundance of their heart, the mouth speaking. So they started judging from when the word was in his mind before it enters into the word. Before he even said, is this not the great Babylon that I bet they have entered a meeting and they have concluded on this matter. And they have sent an angel who will deliver to him. And they say, when you are going to deliver to him, don't cut his title. Just call him O King Nebuchadnezzar. You see, the problem is that he would have been better if he wasn't called a king. And what happened to him happened to him. But to really humiliate him is that God called him a king and still humiliated him. While these words were still in his mouth, a voice called down from heaven, O King Nebuchadnezzar, this message is for you. You are no longer ruler of this kingdom. We are finished. You are no longer ruler of this kingdom. You will be driven from human society. You will live in the fields with wild animals. You will eat grass. That's smoking of Igbo. Like cow. <laughs> Can you relate at all? This was literally eating of grass. That is, he bows down and starts eating grass. Like a cow. Seven periods of time will pass. That seven years will pass. While you live this way. Until you learn that the most high rules over the kingdom of the world. And gives them to anyone he chooses. That same hour, the judgment was filled. 
and Nebuchadnezzar was driven from human society. He ate grass like a cow and he was drenched with the dew of heaven. He lived his way until his hair was as long as eagle's feathers. His hairs were as long as eagle's feathers. And his nail, all these nails, these things that you guys did. Nebuchadnezzar did it before you. His nails were like bird's claw. Nebuchadnezzar was the first to fix nails. <laughs> After this time had passed, I, Nebuchadnezzar, looked up to heaven. My sanity, the moment I looked up to heaven, my sanity returned. And I praised and worshipped the Most High and honored the one who lives forever. His rule is everlasting. And his kingdom is eternal. And all the people of the earth are nothing compared to him. He does as he pleases among the angels of heaven and among the people of the earth. No one can stop him or say to him, what do you mean by doing these things? When the sanity returned to me, so did my honor and glory and kingdom. My advisors and my nobles sought me out. And I was restored as head of the kingdom with even greater honor than before. Because before, he wasn't a righteous person, but he was in power. But now he has sought for God. He has repented. This is another celebrity that has given his life to Christ. Now, I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and glorify and honor the king of heaven. All these acts are just and true. He is able to humble the proud. I'll be preaching on the proud celebrity. The proud celebrity. This guy, Nebuchadnezzar, was a great celebrity. And I'll tell you why. In chapter 1, Nebuchadnezzar was three years in office. And he broke so much records. The record that he broke is that he started doing this thing France is doing. When you watch France football, Morocco and France, you'll be wondering which people are Africans and which people are Americans or whites. Because the France players look more blacker <laughs> than the Moroccos. The Moroccos are actually white people. So one guy put up a comment and said he's still trying to think how he's going to explain to his children that the France are white and Morocco are black. So Nebuchadnezzar started all that. He needed some white people to work with. And in his country, he never had enough white people. So he broke the first record. Because the celebrity of those times were not really celebrity because they could play football. They weren't celebrity because they could sing they were not really celebrities because they could do much things. The number one selling hobby was that they could fight. That is why even when David fought and killed Goliath, they had to start singing for him. The names of the singers and the artists that published the album that David killed 10,000 is not recorded because they are not the main celebrity. But David that killed was now the main celebrity. So when you read through the Bible, you see that the greatest of the celebrities were actually people that fought war. And Nebuchadnezzar was a celebrity. 
Not just that he fought war, but he could close down a kingdom. Enters into a kingdom, close the kingdom down, take all the wise people in that kingdom, and just leave the kingdom with only fools. So he became a great celebrity by packing wise people off from all other countries, including Israel. That was in chapter 1, and he was known for that. He could be able to create a school where magicians are trained. All sign were trained. People that could do sign and wonders were trained. It was that powerful. In chapter 2, he broke another world's record by demanding that somebody should tell him what he dreamt. By demanding that his soothsayers should tell him what he dreamt when he slept. So the record became so great because the people told him that nobody has ever asked of somebody, what did I dream when I sleep? And he decided to kill all the wise people until somebody could tell him what he dreamt when he slept in his own room. In chapter 3, he broke another world's record by building an image of himself and became the first celebrity to make people to worship him. And God was still quiet. He created an image of himself with gold. Not only that, but he was the first person who created a public address system that was so great that when they blow the trumpet and play the instrument, everybody will hear. The whole country comes together and gather and they will hear the sound. The people gathered together just to worship his image. So he was a celebrity. Imagine a whole country is worshiping him. And God was still quiet. Not only that made him a celebrity, but another thing that also made him a celebrity was that he was able to create a finance. Not just a finance. There were finance that were created in Egypt that was used in hardening of rock. If you go to the northern Nigeria, you discover that most of the houses that are built are not built with cement. But he could create a furnace, and the furnace was so hot, and the heat can be multiplied. He was able to do that, and he keeps breaking record. But in chapter 4, God said, enough is enough. The only crime he committed was the sin of pride. You see, most times God is not interested in what you have achieved. But his greatest interest is how you behave when you achieve what you have achieved. Most times, why God fights your achievements is because of how you behave or how you will behave when you have achieved what you have achieved or what you want to achieve. Many times, God is the one fighting your first class. Not really because he doesn't like people having first class, but because of how you will behave when you finally have it. What he built was great and mighty. And in fact, when you read Daniel chapter 1, you discover that what he achieved, the Bible said that God gave him the whole land of Israel. The whole land of Israel was given to him as a gift. God said, since these people do not want to worship me, let me raise you up and make you to punish them for me. But the pride in him made God to start fighting him. I want you to check your life so much. 
so that you do not turn your God against you. There are many times that we turn God against ourselves. I am very much careful of this scripture that says God resists the proud. Resisting means fighting. And all through the Bible, God was saying to us, we should resist the devil and he will flee from us. That is to say, the person that is to even fight with the devil is us, not even God. So he has given us enough power to fight with the devil. So he said, resist the devil. So fight the devil and he shall leave you. And God does not really have very many things he fights in the Bible, except the proud. The Bible says, and God resists the proud and give grace to the humble. There are many times that our pride becomes what turns God against us. As in, if the devil is fighting me, I don't have any problem. If the devil is fighting me, I don't have one single problem like this, devil fighting me. No, 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 I don't have problem. In fact, I can choose not to fast if I know that the devil is the one fighting me. If I'm fasting for something, I'm fasting for the will of God. That is what God said he will do. Those are actually my main concern. Not really what the devil is trying to block. Because I have the power to resist the devil. Do you understand what I'm saying? The Bible says you shall resist the devil and he shall flee away from you. So he's not really the greatest power. Jesus was teaching the disciples on how to pray. And when he was asking them to pray, he was saying to them, pray that my will will be done on earth as is done in heaven. So my question was that, if it is your will, why should then we pray for it to be done? If it's your will, why not just do it? But the truth is that many times for God's will to be done, you must be ripe for the will to be done. I don't know if I can talk to somebody. Most times the kind of husband that God designed for you is a very great person. Maybe a world changer, a very great person. And you are a very lousy and stubborn young girl. So now your prayer for the will of God it's not really to bring the thing to pass, but the prayer for the will of God is to shape you until you can be able to be that person that God wants to give that thing to. Am I talking to somebody? Maybe you wanted to be a millionaire. God keeps showing you, you'll be a millionaire. I'll make you rich and so on. He's trying to show you a picture that will now shape your behavior for you to be fit for the blessing. Because if you don't fit for the blessing, he's not going to give to you. Because it's always a just God. Now, the problem always comes when people get so excited with what they have achieved and forgot that the source of their achievement is God. That's always the problem. God is not limited in power to do anything for anybody. God is not limited in power to make any of you the vice presidents of this country or to make you a president of this country or to lift you up. He's not limited in this power. But he's so scared that if he gives to you the power that he wants to give to you, will you still love him? And the truth is that there are some things called the silent pride. The silent pride is that this person is not speaking out the pride, but everything about him shows that he's proud. He no longer saves God ever since he blew. He no longer joins the choir ever since he cash out. He no longer loves God. Have I told you a story of somebody who said, when I used to save God? He saw the people saving God and working for God. And he said, Kai, you guys have reminded me on when I used to save God. So now, saving God now becomes something for people that have not blown. And when you have blown, 
Tell your neighbor, are you saving God because you have not blown yet? <laughs> Tell your neighbor, if you blow into seven figures, will you still save God? Very many of the great celebrities that you can ever think of, they are still singing in choir. Apostle Suleiman gave us a story of Nathaniel Bassi. He saw him in the plane and was talking to him that he should come and be a blessing to them in their convention. Asked for the dates and he told him the dates. He said, no, he's very sorry that that date collides with the dates that he'll be going out with his father in the Lord. That his father in the Lord is actually preaching somewhere and he'll be following him to the place. And the man said he stressed a little bit to check his loyalty. And he asked, will you be singing there? He said, no, 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 no. He just wants to go with him. That his father in the Lord said, you'll be going with me to this place. He said, if you're not singing there, but I'm inviting you to come and sing. He said, no, 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 no. He's, <laughs> he can't come. And he said he stressed a little bit to check the guy's loyalty. Okay. And he asked the guy, do you know how much is at stake? You know, in our convention. And the young man said, Sai, the money is not a problem. It's not about the amounts. It's about that I have a great responsibility. He said, but you say you are not ministering there. He said, yes, unless he preaches and give me the mic to sing. That's, but my face is not on the flyer. I'm just going to go out with him. This is what Apostle Suleiman said. He said, he stressed a little bit more and now told him, do you know what it means to sing in our convention? And he said, please, sir, I have told you, we don't compromise things like this. Whether it was Grammy, and, you know, that guy has turned down Grammy. Grammy Award. Apart from Guinness Book of Record, there's no other record that is as powerful as Grammy. If, if you are even nominated for Grammy, you don't blow. That is, you don't need to win. Let them just nominate you by mistake or something. It's already in your CV that you were once nominated. In fact, even people that win Grammy, they will count the many times you have won the Grammy and count the many times you have been nominated. But they just nominated the guy for Grammy. He wrote a letter and told the Grammy he's not interested. So it's very, very important for you to understand that when God lifts you up, he's always checking out whether you will want to contest his position. Why God fights the proud is that proud people takes the place of God. Anytime somebody is proud, he makes God invisible and makes himself visible. So, you now discover that in the statements you read about him, that automatically God becomes invisible because this is a place I created with my hands. This is the thing I built in my hands. These are the things I did with my hands. With my whole hands, I built this. So automatically, there is no God in that picture. It's only him alone. And God became offended because he will not share his glory with anyone. So it's very, very important you understand that no matter who God is raising you to be. That's why we decided to do a celebrity service today. Celebrity service is a service where we have to talk about very many people who you are looking up to, who you want to be like, but they still look towards God. You know, there are times that your grave to become something in life becomes so great. You are so eager to become a certain person in life. And you start following the person and do whatever the person is doing. And it's important for me to let you know that most of the people that you are looking up to and want to be like, they are still looking up to God. So that you're trying to look up to them and be like them should not drive you away from being like God. It's very important. It's very deceitful that when you are trying to be like people, 
there are many times that you lose sight on God. Imagine if you are close to somebody or you want to be like a certain musician and something and you discover that the certain musician smokes Igbo. You'll be tempted to smoke. You just don't know when you start smoking because your curiosity, your desperation is just to be like the person and you lose that from God's plan. It's very important that one of the things that the devil uses to catch a lot of people is that the devil uses fame to catch a lot of people. The devil does not make anybody have talents. Like when you find so many of the people who have joined Illuminati, the devil does not make them sing. The devil cannot make Beyonce to sing. The devil has not added anything to Beyonce's voice. So he just promised him fame and promised him money. So that's the only thing. And uses it to drive her crazy. And these are the tools the enemy uses. He uses fame, he uses money. And for those people who sit on the fence, there are so many people, maybe gospel musicians or something, they are sitting on the fence. They are living in sin, but yet they are still gospel musicians. One of the things that the devil uses on them is, if you don't want to join Illuminati and you are a star, one of the things the devil uses for you is that he uses blackmail. How many of you heard the problem R. Kelly had? All the suits and being sentenced to prison for years and all of that. Do you know all that was cooked up? All of it was cooked up. I'm not saying Arkel is an angel or is a saint, but he's not as bad as he was painted. He's not one over ten. Is he more bad than Snoop Dogg? Do you know Snoop Dogg? He's not as bad as Snoop. Is he as bad as 50 cents? Or as bad as Jay-Z? He's not. But the truth is that he decides to repaint on January 1st those new year restitution father this year this year I'll save you by January he's singing you save me you save me <laughs> by March he's singing burn it up <laughs> by July he's now singing I surrender there's one of his songs very powerful it's called I surrender by December, he's singing wine for me. <laughs> Baby girl, wine for me. God says, if you want to be hot, be hot. If you want to be cool, you're cool. If you are not, I'll spit you out of my mouth. That's what happened to him. They had to pay very many people. A comedian was talking and said that he sat down and listened to the judgment of R. Kelly. And for three good hours, they read his sex charges and his sex whatever the things that he had done for three good no single video they just read this person said this this person said this this person said this this person said this and they now declared judgment no single video no single evidence just the people that were paid to say something now currently people are coming out to say i was paid to say it 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 so one of the things that the devil does is that for everybody that you are a star a glorious person people that are stars now that are very great on just computers you're just a star on computer in fact the more spot comes out or anything comes out the more it brings out more stars am i talking to somebody and i will tell you why the devil destroys stars the more the devil sees you as a star he will want to influence you and want you not to recognize god there are very many celebrities that don't even go to church there are very many that don't even believe in god 
those were actually people that started with God. But the devil makes them see why the devil attacks stars is that when you become a wonderful person, a celebrity, somebody that everybody's looking up to, the devil will try to attack you to make sure you don't live a righteous life so that you can lead very many people astray because very many people see you. It's always a trick of the devil. So greatly, we found this man, this great celebrity called Nebuchadnezzar, a man who can build Babylon bigger than Lagos. Very wonderful place. Nice and great organization. He was ruling over the provinces of Babylon. Babylon became like a world power and he became a king and had precedence under him. And Babylon became like the headquarters of the world. And all the precedents he put in place were wise, wise people. But it got to a time that he started ignoring how powerful God has been. He started ignoring the fact that the breath that he has was given to him by God. It's just like that celebrity that Jesus talked about. The Bible calls him the rich man. The Bible said he was so powerful, so wealthy. Nobody knows what he did, but his harvest became like 10 times better in a certain year. All the barns, the places he built, his warehouse were completely filled with goods. He was so excited that he has gotten a very big warehouse. And when he went for inspection, this warehouse filled with wine. This other warehouse filled with cassava. The other warehouse filled with this. The other warehouse filled with cotton. And he just said in his heart, he said, oh my soul, rejoice. You have made this with your hands. God became angry. Instantly became so angry and called him a fool. Bible says, bless and cost not. We are to say nice, nice things to people. God bless you. You are blessed. Nice, nice things. Children of God are not supposed to call somebody stupid, fool, idiots. What else? Nonsense or something. But when God vexes, go reach the point when you call somebody fool, then it's bad. God said to the guy, he said, you fool. Tonight, your life is required from thee. So I'm telling you that there are no limits for greatness. The limits for greatness are not just there. You can be as great as who God wants you to be. But the temptation of getting great is that the devil will infuse into your mind that you made it by yourself. The devil will make you to start thinking that you did it by yourself. And the truth is that, you see all this, that when you will sit down and be arguing on Messi and Ronaldo, who's the best, and be arguing and so on, I don't know whether you've watched matches that they are struggling. As in Messi is doing real struggle to even find one goal. Struggle. That's when you discover that we are humans. You find C. Ronaldo struggling struggling that stuff that he would want to do that bicycle kick and score goals the ones that they snap which is scored goals is actually one out of seven that he had tried and fall down and did not score so as you're growing up as you're becoming something in life as god is raising you up do not allow god to fight you this is it if the devil is fighting me i use god and fight with the devil and win but if God is fighting me, who will help me fight with God? There are very many people that they are being fought by God. God says, I resist the proud. I give grace to the humble. 
let me tell you something every of us is a celebrity you are a celebrity in your own corner maybe a celebrity in your mother's house maybe you are the first person to get married humble yourself maybe the first person to go to university just humble yourself maybe the first person to pass wayek just humble yourself in any way you have had any achievements it is calling you for more humility in fact the more things you achieve the more humble you should become because the more you become a light the more the devil chases after you there's always a temptation of you attributing your success to yourself and the silence pride is when you do not speak the pride out but your action speaks pride I said, I don't know whether you've gone to some churches before and they, after service, they said, all the brothers should wait after service. And there are some brothers that are richer than some brothers. And they came to church with, maybe they are nice, nice cars. And they said, please, all the brothers, we have an emergency meeting after service. All the brothers, please just wait. The brothers are just moving. I said, no, 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 that meeting is not for me. No, 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 I don't have time for that. No, I don't. Those are some pride. They may not be as audible as what this man is saying. But that is pride. So God is calling us into humility. And the greatest part of humility is acknowledging Jesus as your Lord and Savior. This is what it means. Acknowledging Jesus as your Lord and Savior is that no matter how great I am, I do not have power over myself. No matter how great and powerful I may look, there is a power and authority I have decided to subject myself under. That's the greatest part of humility. I mean, when you already look like a Lord and you submit your Lordship to Christ and say, Christ, I know I'm already a king. I know I'm already a president. I know I'm already a celebrity. I have about 5 million people following me on Instagram. I know I do this. I know I do this. But Lord, I submit to you. I want you to become my Lord and my Savior. That's the greatest part of humility. So we find this guy. Let's read from that place again. Let's start from verse 1. Because people saw him become mad. They didn't know what happened. They just woke up and they saw that he's mad. Nobody knew what happened. So now verse 4 is when he's telling the story of what happened. He's telling the whole story. But he started the story by saying, King Nebuchadnezzar sent this message to the people of every race and nation after he have come back to his senses so he wrote the letter and sent to everybody every race every nation people from every language they have to do a translation and throughout all the world and it started by saying peace and prosperity to you he sent an emergency letter the first day he came back to office after seven years of being on vacation i want you all to know about the miraculous signs and wonders the most high God has performed for me. Now the greatest miracle and signs and wonders is not that he's delivered from madness. His greatest signs and wonders is that he has now realized that there's a king bigger than him. How great are his signs? How powerful are his wonders? His kingdom will last forever. His rule through all generations. Charlie, don't wait until God humble you by himself before you get humble. My mother was a teacher and there are times you are crying and your mother will tell you, sit down. It's easy to sit down by yourself. But when you are crying for too long, sit down, you don't want to sit down. Sit down, you don't want to sit down. Sit down. It is a different thing when he now holds you and now says, sit down. 
the Bible says, humble yourself. What humbling yourself means is that I want you to do the work by yourself. Put yourself on the humility, this thing. Just humble yourself. Make yourself humble. That is, do the work of humility by yourself. And God now said that he will humble the proud. That is, if you don't want to do it by yourself, I'll do it for you. There are times that you find people that are humbled by God. Have I told you about somebody who God called? You know, not receiving the call of God is pride. Are you aware? Okay, you're not aware. As in God calls you, you say, I'm not coming. We grow up in a very sound environment. There are many things that I knew after I had grown bigger. I now knew that those things exist. I never believed and I never knew in my life that a mother would call a child and the child said, dear, has I have never, I didn't know till I grew up. I didn't know those things can happen. As in the child is there playing. I don't know, have you seen such people before or have you been one? The child is somewhere there playing and the mother is calling. And the child will not go. No, 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 no. In our family, you even hear before your mother calls you, you will hear it and go. Not to talk of she calling you two times and you are not there. But when you now go to some other places and you now hear parents is calling and someone is saying, Man, bong me. This is, it becomes something else. So, this man had never known anything about god before he has always lived his life like that he has always thought that he was the only god in fact he had to create the image of himself for everybody to worship and now he's saying how great are his sign and how powerful his wonders are his kingdoms will last forever his rule throughout all generations i nebuchadnezzar was living in my palace in comfort and in prosperity but one night i had a dream that frightened me and I saw a vision that terrified me as I lay in my bed. Alright, let's go to verse 28. Where you lead me, I will follow. But all these things did happen to King Nebuchadnezzar. Twelve months later, he was taking a walk on the flat roof of the royal palace in Babylon. As he looked out across the city, he said, look at this great city of Babylon. By my own mighty power, I have built this beautiful city as my royal residence to display my majestic splendor. While these words were still in his mouth, a voice called down from heaven. Oh, King Nebuchadnezzar, this message is for you. You are no longer a ruler of this kingdom. I want you to pay attention and listen to me very well. Many times in life, there are times that God will allow you to be a blessing to somebody. Maybe God will allow you to be a blessing to your parents. Maybe there are times in your life, for ladies, God will now make you to become the person that has more money than your husband. A husband came to me one day and was talking to me about life and family. And was talking to me how he got the wife into doing a business. And the wife's business is now flourishing. And the wife became more wealthy than the man. And this is the man that introduced the woman to the business, made the woman to do the business. So the business flourished. The woman is very, very wealthy now, more than the man. The man started telling me things and I had to be strong not to cry. 
the man started telling me that the woman got to a point that the woman started going outside to sleep with other men i said in this life he said yes went outside to sleep with somebody got pregnant for the person the wife has said many times i'm not your kind let us divorce we are not of the same class anymore we are not of the same class we don't belong to the same group anymore you are not my speck you are not my kind of person i said why not take the lady to the pastor he said he has taken the lady to the pastor and he stood before their pastor and said that sad things have changed when i married him i didn't know anything now i've known so much i now have so much <laughs> so i told the man i said well pray for your wife because there is always a hand that fights proud people as in whenever you start taking the position of god position of god is like you start thinking ah i'm all in all without me nothing can be done everybody has to bow to you everybody has to glorify you everybody has to worship you when once you put yourself on that position god will start fighting you the bible says god resists the proud one thing about this man is that nobody would believe that a king as wonderful as this will one day turn into an animal turn into an animal start eating grasses became so mad ran into the bush get lost for seven years nobody knew him the bible said all that he needed to do was just to lift up his eyes to the heavens the lifting of the of the eyes to the heavens is not just that he lifted up his eyes to the sky but he's just saying god i'm sorry i've always thought that i am the best but i've known that you're greater than me i've now realized that you are bigger than me you are the alpha and the omega you are wonderful you are the great you are the one that gives me power to make wealth the bible says that you should not forget that god is the one who gives you power to make wealth not just wealth but power to be able to calculate and pass in exams i don't know whether you know that there are some things that you can do very very easily and some people try to do it and they can't do it as easy as you find it am i talking to somebody there are some of you it's not that you have gone to catering school but you cook very well and you can't even explain how you cook anyhow you just do it in this kitchen we always deliver anyhow you do it but there are others they have gone to catering school they have gone they have had phd in cooking and frying but still still bow your heads everybody When you lead me, I will follow. When you call me, I will answer. Oh my God, please teach me how to do your will. When you lead me, I will follow. When you call me, I will answer. Oh Teach me to be humble. Teach me to be like you, Lord. No matter where you lift me to. No matter how wealthy I am. 
matter how blessed I am, no matter how exposed I am, don't make me forget you, Lord. Always remind me that you are the king over me. I'm not hearing your voice. Always remind me that I was crying out of sand. When Nebuchadnezzar was proud about his achievements, when he was proud about his achievements and the thing he has done. He never knew that God in heaven was the one who made all of him. Do you know God knows a place that he can touch in you and you turn mad? No matter who you grow to become, I don't want you to forget that there's a king over your life. There was one famous man in the U.S., one famous and wonderful man. He has been given man of the year very many times and so on. One day the man had a problem. And he went to the hospital and they said he had a growth in his brain and the growth in his brain they needed to go for operation and while they tried to cut the growth in his brain they said they mistakenly cut something out of the brain you know the brain is so complex that every part of the brain is very important they cut something out so when he got healed they discovered that what they cut off while trying to maybe that thing is very very small just trying to slide the little growth off they mistakenly just cut off something and they cut a part of his brain that makes decision. A part of his brain that makes decision was cut off. And you know that everything about life is decision. To even brush mouth, decision. To stand up, decision. To walk, decision. To cross the main road, decision. To drive a car, decision. That's how the man who was the man of the year very influential who owned companies and owned very many places that's how the man crumbled from the number one man to nobody i don't know whether you have not seen people that were very very intelligent in their nursery school now they are struggling with carryovers bow your heads god wants you to be humble the greatest part of humility i've told you is that though you are a queen though you are a king but you hand over yourself and say, God, I want you to rule over me. Be my Lord and be my Savior. I don't want to get to a point, Lord, that I start thinking I own myself. I submit to your authority. That's the greatest part. I submit to your rulership. I submit to your ownership. I submit to your authority, Lord. I submit. It comes with great vows like without you I can do nothing. Comes with great vows like without you I'm nobody. There's always this temptation in your mind that will make you feel that you got all that you got because you are nice. No, no, no. With the moment you forget God it's all over. I want you right now to make a decision in your heart. So hand over your pride. 
When you now read the remaining part, you see all the things he said about himself. He had to now say them to God. You deserve the majesty. I don't even deserve anything. May you never forget that you were made not out of gold, but you were made out of sand. He that made you knows how to dislocate you. Jacob was fighting God. <laughs> fighting, and God allowed him to win in the fight. But after the fight, he didn't know. God just dislocated him. Part of him couldn't walk well again. Ha! Are you joking with God? He that made the heavens and the earth and created a system that whenever it is six o'clock in the morning, the sun shines. From six o'clock in the evening, it starts dimming. He that made the oceans, are you joking with such a person? He that made the wind, he that created the weather. He that made things to happen the way it happens. He that made water to be under the wall and sand to be on top of it. And the sand does not sink into the water. That you don't even understand how he could be able to make life. That when you are snoring so deep, you still breathe. When you have slept so deep, you still breathe. How does he turn the things we eat into blood? How does he turn the air that we breathe? How do we stand? And air is a mixture of gases and we just breathe. And the one that enters into our nose is oxygen. How? How come it's not nitrogen? At the same point, and you just breathe out and you breathe in again. And what you breathe in is not what you breathe out. But at the same spot, this is what Nebuchadnezzar said. There is he that is in control of the affairs of men. We are not just programmed things, robots. There is he that sits at the control room of men. There is he that makes him to become something. There is he that can make somebody not to become something. I'll give you just one minute to talk to Jesus right now. Because I'm about to pray for you. God had fought many people because they used his voice to sing against him. They used his body, the body he gave to them to walk against him. They used the life that he gave to them to fight against him. My soul say yes. My soul say yes. Say yes. Say yes. When you call me, I will answer. Oh my God, please teach me how to do your If you are here in this room today, you want to give your life to Jesus, I want your hand lifted up above your head. With all humility, I want your hands lifted above your head. It's a sign of surrendering. It's a sign of surrendering. It's a sign of saying, Jesus, I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. Is there anybody like that? I want to pray for you. As everybody is closing their eyes, I want your hand lifted up above your head. 
As we sing this song, I want to hand it to them. I want to pray for you. Somebody you said, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to surrender to Jesus. I want him to be the Lord over my life. If you're lifting up your hand, I'm praying for you, Father. I pray for the hands lifted up. I pray in the name of Jesus that your hearts be installed into them. I pray in the name of Jesus that a revelation of who you are will be made clear to them. Help us to understand. Help us to understand how great you are and how we are useless without you. Father, in the name of Jesus, as the hands are lifted up, I decree in the name of Jesus that salvation has met them today. As your hand is lifted up, I want you to say, Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. I accept you, dear Jesus, into my life. In Jesus' name. Where you lead me. When you call me. become very rich and forget that God is the one that makes riches don't become very great and forget that God is the one that makes people great don't become famous and forget God forgetting God is a very big sin how do people forget God by ignoring him ignoring his word ignoring to save him ignoring to do the things that he has asked you to do and when your self-sufficiency is now on your money your power the things that you are able to achieve there's always a great temptation in being rich because there are times that people get rich and forget that god is the source of your wealth i pray for you this morning that the glory of the lord will shine in your heart may the power of the holy spirit keep reminding you of the role god plays and how god had made you who you are and that there is no one step without